Hi, welcome to the latest episode of the Weekly Wolf. I'm Elise Boger, and this is Emma Boger. Hi. This week's dog of the week is about a golden retriever named Maui Hilberg. She has curly fur. She's not. She has stubby little legs. She has like a flat bag, and she's a little chubby. She's always happy. Okay, so this is the article. Maui Hilberg is a calm dog. She is sweet. And did you know that Maui has been trained to be an emotional therapy dog? Maui has been trained to be a therapy dog, but she does not have to do that. But she, but the training that Maui has makes her extra sweet. Maui used to live in an apartment in Dorchester, but Maui sometimes visited Weston in her grandparents' house. Maui loved life. She had everything she needed. One day, Maui's mom, Lauren, moved to Marshfield. Maui had been to Marshfield. Maui had been to the Marshfield before to visit the beach, but now she's living there, which is a big change for Maui. Maui is adjusting quite well to the beach. She loves the extra beach walks. Once Maui has fully adjusted to her new home, something crazy happens. Maui's grandparents move in. It was chaos. All the stuff was getting moved from the place. Maui did her best to help, but she just got in the way. Once most of the movement is over, Maui is very happy. Maui loves to just chill out and go swimming. Maui's move has not been easy because she hasn't liked to move at all. But she's happy now. But don't just take my word for it. Here's a quote from Maui's owner, Lauren Hilberg. This move is not conducive for her lifestyle, but she is happy to be in one place now. Maui's happy. Loving, happy, loving dog who has just had the move of her life. Wow, what a sweet start. What do you think about that? Um, you forgot to add um, that Maui's like lazy too. She's a pretty lazy dog, but she, like, she's like a lazy, like, she's always had like chill life where she doesn't do that much. And then she does so much moving around, like, she goes here to here to here. It's kind of, it's probably really chaotic to be just a like young little doggy um trying to move the whole flock. And the only thing she does is chase tennis balls. Yeah, she loves tennis balls. But I mean, what do you think about the part where she like lived lived in the apartment in Deutsch, Dorchester and always visited West Westwood in her grandparents' house? Um I think that's like it's a long way, like from Dorchester. Like thirty to... minutes. Like, but Maui went in that car, and now he's so happy. It's like we're, Lauren's lucky to have such a calm dog that's able to deal with all that moving around. Yeah, she. Um, what do you think about the, the part where um, Lauren Hilberg had the, the quote? This move is not conducive for her lifestyle, but she's happy to be in one place now. Um. I'm happy for Maui, too, to be in one place, and... Like, conducive, like, she, it's like, it wasn't, like, normal for a lifestyle, but this, so it's not, like, normal, it's, like, it's too, like, movement for her. She, it's kind of, like, says Maui is not really, Maui, it was kind of crazy for Maui with all the moving, but now she's so happy to be in one place, right? Yeah, and what do you think's going on in Maui's mind, like, with all these moving. Well, Maui's probably thinking, like, 
oh, we're moving to West, we're, we're going to Westwood, and she ends up at the at Marshfield, and she's like, what? All right, so that's it for our Dog of the Week. Okay, so now we are moving on to what will happen to dogs after COVID-19. This is our informational story. Okay, here it is. When the coronavirus lockdown ends, dogs will suffer from severe separation anxiety. Since we went into lockdown, dogs have been getting way more attention than normal. So they are loving this time that we think is very challenging. Dogs have been adapting to the time that we spend with them. But if all of a sudden they are locked back into their crates for long periods of time, they will begin to severely miss their owners. Dr. Mugford says that dogs, when left alone, they might chew up furniture, bark, go to the bathroom inside, and sometimes might even commit harm to, them, harm to themselves. We do not want our dogs doing those things. Lots of people have been getting puppies to keep them company during this hard time. So many, so these puppies are getting loads of attention. They're growing up knowing this type of attention. When we go back to our normal ways, our puppies will be very overwhelmed and scared. I'm not trying to say don't get a puppy. Go ahead and get 500 puppies if you want. But make sure you think about their future. Dr. Mugford has an idea of how to stop these side effects from happening. Dr. Mugford says that you should begin separating yourself now from your dogs for 30 minutes a day so that we get back to our normal lives. Dogs should be okay. If you want your dog not to suffer from severe separation anxiety, then listen to Dr. Mugford's advice. You do not need to completely stop paying attention to your dog, but you do need to start planning ahead for when our normal lives do resume. Okay, I mean, doesn't that really make you think about, like, first you're like, oh, my dog must be loving this, but when, he, when we get back to our normal ways, our dogs will just be, oh, kind of upset. But when you read that, you kind of know it's more than that, right? Yeah, what would happen when, like, grown-ups would go back to work and kids go back to school and no one will be able to pay attention to them? Like, people might try to stay with their dogs more. They'll be like, oh, try to get back early. Don't stay, don't go off and do this in the middle of the day after your school or after work. But you, they'd say, go to your dog and make sure you pay attention. But that won't be enough. Most of the day, people are out of the house, and your dog just be sitting in the crate, right? Yeah. So what do you think about the idea Dr. Mugford has to, like, separate yourself from your dog for 30 minutes a day? Do you think that'll work? Um, yeah, but you would be, like, tired doing it if you keep away 30 minutes a day. What do you mean by tired during the day? Wait, do you mean, like, spending the whole day with your dog? No, so Dr. Mugford says said, start separating yourself now for 30 minutes a day from your dog. So put your dog in the crate for 30 minutes a day and go out and do something. Maybe go for a drive or something. What do you think? Like, do you think that'll work? Um, yeah. What, like, what do you think will work about it? Um, that's a hard question. And like, I think it'll work because the dog will be like, oh, you're leaving for 30 minutes today. Then when you put your dog in the crate, in the future, they'll be, like, they'll be in the crate for 30 minutes, and they'll be like, oh, they're gone. They're like, oh, they're just a little late from wherever they are. They'll be like, oh, I've been left before. Mm. So now do you understand, like, no? Like, do you think it'll work now? Um, yeah, because, like, um, 
Dr. Medford. Mugford. Mugford. Yeah. Um, he's a smart guy on dogs and stuff. He, yeah, he, like, knows about a lot of the things about dogs. Yeah, and um, I say, like, if you go on a vacation, bring your dog, and when you want to go to, like, a store, you can leave your dog at the, like, hotel if you're sleeping in the hotel. All right, so that's it for our informational story of the week. Okay, so now we are moving on to our fiction story of the week, Dog Fights by Elise Boger. There is a dog named Spike. Spike is a big, strong mutt. Spike was only a pup when he was stoned and trained to fight. Dog fighting rings are cruel places where people force dogs to fight other dogs for their own amusement. Spike was going to have his first real fight soon. He might look like some big, scary dog, but Spike is a big baby. The next day, Spike was led into the ring. Another dog was growling at him as he entered the ring. The second he got in the ring, the door behind him slammed shut. Spike winced, which seemed to make all the people around him laugh. Spike had no idea what to do other than cry to the moon. He looked through a broken part of the roof and howled. He heard a distant whistle, but he did not care. Only one thing stopped his howl, and that was a sudden, sudden pain in his neck. The last thing Spike saw was someone petting a dog, and then he saw a blurry picture of a man with a blue shirt, a gun, and a gold badge enter the room. When Spike woke back up, there was a big bandage around his leg, and a bunch of people, big and small, around him. When he, when he got up, he saw people petting him. He has never seen any people be this nice to him. All he knew were people with bats and whips. Every time Spike got touched, he winced, expecting for much pain. The, the new home that Spike knew was kind to him. The ribcage that once was sticking through his skin is gone now. Spike slept outside, which he liked because he could see the stars shining, shining down on him. One night when the moon was slow, Spike walked out of his doghouse and stood on a ledge and he howled. He howled for his past and he howled for his future. Side note, this story has been made so people can notice animal cruelty. The story of Spike is not true. Other dogs are having to fight other dogs for people's amusement. Well, that's just a sad story because it shows people what's actually going on, right? Isn't it kind of like a wake-up call? Like what yeah, other dogs are doing? I don't really like how people are just picking up puppies and making them fight. Yeah, they just take a dog and they say, you look ferocious. You're going to go fight and make me money. They don't, no one care. They don't care about the dog's feelings. They just think that they're just something that they use for like making them win money. Yeah, um, it's like dog boxing, which, um, it's like just, just cruel to tr- make them treat that. And when you hear the part where he says where every time Spike got touched, he winced, expecting for a lot of pain. Even though it's not true, dogs do, like when they've been through a bad experience with people, you can't touch them without them being like, oh my gosh, you're going to hurt me. And people with bats and whips say, like people use bats and whips in dog fighting rings to show I'm the boss. Which it doesn't really show that. It just shows the dogs to be scared of you. Yeah. And when the, the last thing Spike saw was someone petting a dog, which is the 
which is probably the dog, it just bit his neck. And then he saw a picture, a blurry picture of a man with a blue shirt, a gun, and a gold patch into the room, which I believe is a police officer, right? Yeah, but I'm wondering why is it blurry? Because he just got bit in the neck and he was probably falling down and like, and he was really hurt. Then he he didn't know that the that the police officer was actually there to save him. So he had no idea when like, he woke up with a bandage around his neck and like, what? Why are these people being so nice to me? Like, imagine you're the dog and you don't even know why they're being so nice to you. Like, all you know. Well, do you have anything else to say about that? No. Well, all right. So that's it about our fiction story of the week. Okay, so that should wrap it up for this week's for this episode um so remember july 1st you can you can email us asking for a copy of the weekly wolf magazine okay stay tuned for our next episode